Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 86 of the Talking Blues podcast. Um, As you can tell, once again, I'm doing the intro. Josh is absent uh, from this episode. The lack of commitment is just, it's just unacceptable. Um, I'm joined today by Peter. Uh, We're here to talk about uh, Chelsea's 1-0 loss to Man City, uh, and then hopefully look a little bit to the brighter side and hopefully look forward to a good result against Juventus. Um, But uh, first... Peter, how you doing? And uh, I guess let's get right into the game. Well, first off, before I even talk about how I'm doing, I will say that is obviously a joke, Josh. I know you're going to listen to this. Alex is joking, so you don't have to point this out next episode intro. He was joking. Mm, Yes, I was. Okay. Now, as you were asking, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I would be doing better if we didn't lose. And I mean, it was a 
bad game in general. There were things you can point out that we did wrong, that we definitely did wrong. There are other things. There are, there's there's a, there's a lot of things about this game that we, I can point out. Uh, I want to only point out a few because I want Alex to be able to talk a bit. I don't want to go through 10 minutes of things because I feel like there I could uh, do a lot of complaining. But I'll start off with uh, Tuchel. I'll start off with Tuchel. Alex jokingly said that it was a Tuchel disaster class as we were kind of like building up to starting this uh, before the re- started recording. I mean, is it really? I mean, it kind of, not, I wouldn't say disaster class, but he definitely didn't need to make the changes he needed to. We went to uh, 3-5-2, which, I mean, I thought worked well uh, last time. We, we, we I think we played that in the, against Spurs. We kind of, in the second half, we played that where it worked against them but it really just didn't work against City. I can see what he was trying to do, trying to add an extra player into midfield so we're not outnumbered. But we beat City multiple times playing this 3-4-3, and it worked very well against them a f- many times. Well, not many, but a few times when we played them last year. And so switching it up when we've had a way that uh, we can beat them is that overthinking it. Did Tuchel pull the pep and overthink? Because, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And... And he switched it up, and it didn't work. So now the question is, was that on the players? Was that on Tuchel? Tuchel obviously took a bit of a blame for that af- uh, after in his, in his press conference. He said that he uh, had to do some thinking about it. But, I mean, it definitely wasn't fully on Tuchel. I mean, a lot of players really just weren't that good. One in particular I want to point out is uh, Marcus Alonso. I mean, I, it's always... I oh you know that at some point I swear I'll restart this at the beginning of the year he always starts somehow even though Chilwo is probably a better player than him no matter what every year Alonso seemingly always finds his way into the starting lineup and then you know at some point this this year felt like a bit longer but at some point he's going to have an awful 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 performance and then eventually the backup. Well, I, I don't want to call it Chihuahua backup, but I guess he has been. Will come in, and then he will take Alonso's spot, which I think is going to happen now. He did not play well. I think City isn't a good team for him. I think Chihuahua would have been a better, uh, uh, better play. But, I mean, I can understand not playing him because of the lack of game time that he's had. So, coming in, playing his first full 90 against a team that, like, is arguably the best team in the world... Besides us, obviously, even though they did technically just beat us, but whatever. Uh, but I think Cho will come back in and hopefully get the starting lineup back because despite Alonso's great form this year, he's still Marcus Alonso, right? Eventually, he's going to have these stinkers, and you don't want them to come in these big games like this where we can't afford any players to be playing badly. Um, the only other thing, I mean, I could say my man of the match, but I don't want to really give a man of the match because... Do we really deserve a man of match for this? We pretty much, I think we had one shot or maybe, and I think it was blocked or maybe it was one shot on target and it was a bad shot or something like that. I'm not Josh. I don't have the stats pulled up to tell you, but I think Werner had a shot blocked and that was like our only real like shot or shot on target or chance in the game, something like that. I don't particularly remember fully, but I mean, uh, I was going to say Werner, he played I mean, he didn't really play good because no one really played good, but I'd say he was probably our biggest attacking outlet, which this all despite I, I love Werner so much, but when Werner's our 
best attacking player on the night, you know that we're really not having a great night. Uh, I mean, just as a whole, the game, we could have played much better. We should have played much better. I think Man City definitely deserved the win. They had many chances, but I also think their goal was very lucky. That was not a good goal at all. There was three people around him, and it hit off of, I, I don't remember, one of them, and it bounced into the bottom corner. Corner. They did deserve to score. Mendy saved us. Tiago Silva saved us many times. Tiago Silva, I think if I think I'd give it to Mendy or Tiago Silva, despite Silva not even starting the game. Uh, he still came in and was arguably one of our best players. Uh, but it was the goal was unlucky for us, but we definitely deserve to lose this game. We need to play better against a team like City because in the Champions League, when we play them in the reverse fixture, we're going to need to play better because we're going to need to get these wins and we're going to need to get these wins against the good teams. So, I mean, learn from it. We didn't play well. Learn from it, move on, adapt. So then the next time we play one of these really, really good teams, we know what to do and we might don't make the same mistakes and we win. And... Yeah, I think that's all. I'll leave you some things to talk about. There are other things I talk about, but I don't want to steal all of the topics you might want to talk about, Alex. Yeah, so going back to the beginning here, um, I- I'd say, you know, I was half joking about the Tuchel disaster class, but also not really. He pulled a pep. He pulled a pep overthinking it. Pep didn't overthink it. Um, and uh, it turned out to not go well. You can see as soon as we took off Conte and brought on uh, who was it? Havertz, I guess, to make that a like more of the three four two one again or a three four three, however you want to say it, really made a big difference. And you could see that we had more attacking outlets. You know, as much as the Werner Lukaku combination is interesting, it's just Kovacic, Jorginho, and Conte just don't have the ability to create like someone like Kai Havertz does. Someone like Mason Mount, who I thought we missed dearly, dearly in this game. Um, I thought that was a really big issue because when you have someone like Mason Mount, you can almost play a 3-5-2 if you think about it because Mason Mount is able to drop deep and help defend, help pick up some of the marking. Without him, someone like Kai Havertz cannot do that as well as he can. So I think you you kind of get a better sense when Mason Mount's in the team. I think that would have been a better combination, but unfortunately he was out with injury. So I think that really played a big effect in this game. I thought Man City, you know, they deserved the win. They were very good throughout large portions of the game. Um, I thought we defended well besides the goal. A bit unlucky there um, with the deflection off Jorginho, but Mendy was sensational, made a couple of really big saves, especially that Grealish save where he used his fingertips and it just barely went wide. So great save from him. And, you know, even that one-on-one with Phil Foden, I know he was offside, but Mendy didn't know that. Um, and he made a big, big stop there. And... uh yeah, you know, it was unfortunate. You know, we got to move on. Nothing we can do. Tuchel just has to adjust his tactics. And I think uh, Tuchel was just trying to be a bit too smart, trying to overload the midfield, knowing that they were going to have Fode, they were going to have De Bruyne, knowing that Bernardo Silva was going to tuck inside, knowing that Grealish would tuck inside at certain points in the game, knowing that Ruben Diaz and Laporte would drive up the field a little bit uh, and really clog up that midfield. I think he overthought it. I think if he went into that game with Conte, let's say, and Kovacic, I think he would have had a much better time uh, just due to the nature of that game. Um, Jorginho just isn't really the right fit in a game like this where you know you're going to be on the back foot for most of it. But um, that's pretty much pretty much it for the recap. There's not really much more to say. Um, Peter, do you have anything else before we go on to Juventus? No, you pretty much covered everything. I was going to talk about some Mendy saves, but it's just, 
incredible how much of a bargain he was. I always I love prison goalkeepers because I used to play goalkeeper uh, as as a kid when I was well, I'm still I still am a kid, but when I was younger, I used to play goalkeeper. I know how hard it is, and he's making these incredible saves, and he's keeping us in these games like he's even and making incredible saves even when it's offsides, just in case. And I mean. This is, I'd say this is, he's kind of what we've been missing when we had Kepa and we were trying to make these, uh, make these cup finals challenge for the Premier League. When you have these goal, this goalie that can't, you know, you can't rely on and you know that any, a lot of shots that aren't particularly good shots will go in and you don't have that confidence in your keeper. Uh, you're not going to be able to do these things. But now that we have Mendy, even in a loss, even in a loss, uh, being able to do these things, he can't keep a clean sheet here, but obviously he deserved to have with all the amazing saves he made. He's just the best goalie in the Premier League, no debate, I think. Big statement there. Um, I, you know, I personally agree with you on current form. He's been sensational, great bargain. Um, and you know, even Keppa obviously made those big saves in the penalty shootout against Aston Villa. We didn't have a recap for that game, um, but Reese James there slotting the winning penalty away to move us on to the next round. Um, you know, we just had a little bit of a busy week there, so we weren't able to get an episode out for that. So we do apologize, but we will have an episode out recapping Juventus. That's for sure. Um, but yes, Peter, you just reminded me by saying that we didn't have an episode. I will say, uh, I do take the blame for this loss because the whole reason we lost is because I was not able to predict the Chelsea three, no victory. I apologize. This is my fault. We need to do better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is really an unfortunate thing there. So hopefully next weekend uh, we'll be able to get right back into those three nil predictions. Um, all right, so Juventus here. Um, obviously Juventus, not the same team they used to be, right? They're not. They're not the same. Uh, you know, they barely beat Sampdoria this past weekend in Syria. They're eighth currently in Syria. Um, so Wednesday, three p.m. Eastern time, eight p.m. UK time. Uh, Chelsea versus Juventus. And uh, we will be traveling to Turin. Both of us have three points. Both won our first games in the group. Um, Juventus beating Malmo, and we obviously beat Zenit. So hopefully we can uh, get the win here. I I don't really know what else to say. Um, Obviously, Juventus, they lost Cristiano Ronaldo. Still have class players. They have Chiesa. They have Dabala. They have a solid defense. Can we break them down? That's the real question. Um, and let's get into our lineup. So I have Mendy at goalkeeper. Um, and then for my back three, I have Trevor Chalaba. And then I have Silva and Rudiger uh, to make up my back three. I think Christensen misses out this game and he'll probably start at the weekend. I do want to say you mentioned Dybala uh, as one of the players. He's actually out of this game. He got ruled out. Uh, and um, uh, I think I saw that Alvaro Morata was also doubtful, which are two big blows because they're some of their best attacking players, which is obviously helpful. I just wanted to mention that before I got into my lineup. But into my lineup, uh, Mendy and Net. I think Silva will start, Rudigal will start. And uh, even though Chalaba is a shout, I think I'm going to go with Azpi. And then I think Chua comes back in to uh, finally get back his starting place. Uh, Conte and maybe Saul. I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Saul got a game, but I think it'll be Conte and Jorginho. I could see Saul, but probably not. Uh, And I think actually I'm changing this. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go Chalaba at right center back, and Aspia right wing back. I was gonna go Hudson Odoi there. 
but I really don't think uh, he's going to be the right player for this game. So Chalaba, right center back, SP, right wing back, Chilwell, left wing back, and Conte Jorginho in the middle. So I'm going to go SP at right wing back. I'm going to go Ben Chilwell finally getting back in the lineup at left wing back um, for an actual important game, at least. Um, in the center of midfield, I'm going to have, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Kovacic and I'm going to go Saul. Um, I know this is kind of an interesting one, but I think that's what he's going to go with here. Uh, Kovacic and Saul. And then my front three, I'm going to go Timo Werner on the left-hand side, Kai Havertz down the right, and Romelu Lukaku up front uh, with uh, Hakim Ziyech missing out here uh, once again. For me, my front three, uh, I have Lukaku up top, definitely. I have Timo. Actually, I completely agree with you. I have Lukaku, Werner, and Havertz. Um, I thought... I originally had Hakim Ziyech, but then I switched it to Havertz because I think uh, Havertz should come back in. I feel like this would be a better game for him. Wouldn't be surprised if Mason Mount came back in, but I think we should, even though it was just a knock, I think we should be extra careful with him just in, just in case And because th- we definitely have enough attacking players that we can afford not to start him in this game and still have an attacking threat. So Havertz, Werner, Lukaku as the front three. Score prediction... I'm gonna stop. I think. I think it's it's gotta come to an end. The streaks of wins is finally over. So uh, no more three no wins, unfortunately, unless we lose this game too, and then I'll go back to doing it. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be a two two no Chelsea win. I wouldn't. It could be two one. I feel like Jesa could do some like magic and score a banger. But I think we'll score two, and I think Mendy will be able to keep a clean sheet. And we'll get a win here and get back on track, hopefully. I'm going to go with a 1-0 win. Um, I think Lukaku scores it. And uh, we move up to six points in the Champions League group. And I think we'll be comfortably ready to go through in our group. And that's going to be it for uh, today's episode of Talking Blues. We'll be back with a Juventus recap probably on Thursday, if possible. Um, so we'll so look out for that. And... Uh, Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time, hopefully after a Chelsea win. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.